Hey everyone, coming up we're going to be talking about some minuscule things happening at Universal right now, including the brand new NBC Sports Grill and Brew, uh, NBA City may be closing down, and some attendance numbers before we talk about 10 of the best shopping opportunities and locations at Universal Orlando, live from the Bob Varley studio. This is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. This is episode 39 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I am your bearded host. For anyone who could never really put a picture with the voice, I'm Craig Williams. And I am joined with also bearded Rhino Clavin. Hello. And not quite bearded, but <laughs> still just as great, Jenny Lynn Hello. And uh, <laughs> then back on the controls, also bearded. Dustin West. That's me. The producer. I'm also here. Yes, he is here as well. A lot of beardos. A lot of, a lot of beardos in this room. Weirdos, beardos, this, that, and more. <laughs> Very good. <Okay>. So, <laughs> as I said in the opening of the show, if that's what you want to call what that was, um, we are going to be talking about... A lot of shopping. Stuff. Okay, I was going to say, I was like... A lot of stuff. Uh, specifically, uh, shopping, opportunities, mm-hmm. shopping locations mm-hmm. at Universal Orlando. It's, uh, it's not necessarily the definitive list of what we think are the best shopping locations. It's just a list of 10 that we find unique and entertaining and charming. Appealing. Uh, appealing to all sorts of people, depending on demographics and all that. It's, I'm not getting into that, though. Uh, <laughs> Not gonna Weird make anyone feel left term. out, but uh, that that comes after. But anyways, uh, before we get to that, we are going to kind of go through a little bit of some things that have been happening recently in Universal. Uh, Universal, but I guess not necessarily history. It's a history now because it already happened. But some things <laughs> happened this week with Universal. The first one I want to talk about uh, is. We finally got that announcement about the NBC Sports Grill and Brew. Yes, so very exciting. It's exciting indeed. So this will be the first ever NBC Sports Grill and Brew. We talked about uh, in previous shows how there is a typical, or not typical, similar restaurant to this already up in Philadelphia, inside or located adjacent to the arena that they have up there. But it is basically going to be a whopping, whopping menu with a ton of food items. I think it said over 75 different food items will be available to choose from on this menu. And it, it ranges from your typical bar food to just really uh, higher class, I guess, bar food almost in a way, too. It's going to have it's going to have a lot of appealing stuff there and a lot of people are going to be appealed to the fact that well there's over 90 HDTVs that will be did I say HGTVs or HDTVs? <laughs> you say HD. Okay. I I thought I screwed up there for a or second. Trading spaces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's going to be trading spaces on, <laughs> yeah, on every channel uh, as well Paige as Davis, Property Brothers. Back. Yes. Uh, there's going to be over 90 of them playing uh, NBC Sports a lot, I'm guessing. Uh, hopefully just not the NBC Sports channel because, well, that wouldn't be super fantastic. NBC Sports doesn't always have the best <laughs> programming on every they now have, and then. They have uh, the Olympics. Every now and then you'll find, oh, they do well, the Olympics, the Olympics will right? yeah. be on there, but then you'll find like professional logging and just crap no one that's, cares that's about the, on that's there. the niche stuff that they're going for it, it's got hockey on it a if lot. you if you take a look at the photo that we have here on the video version that's it's, an amazing concept it's art. as if in lieu of wallpaper or paint they're yeah. like let's just put tvs on the entire wall like How are we, what, what knickknacks should we put up here everybody and someone was just like 
TVs. More TVs. <laughs> I don't think you can go wrong with more TVs. And as you can even see from the uh, the out the exterior concept art, it looks like there's going to be three giant TVs that will just literally be trying to pull people away from the parks at the end of the day and just hover straight towards that like it's a uh, mosquitoes heading towards the light. They're going to have an <laughs> LCD battle between that and the Hard Rock Live. Just across the pond. Yeah. Bright light. A lot, a I just imagine there's going to be a lot of people riding like Rip Ride Rocket going up and looking kind of backwards over their shoulder <laughs> to see the what the, what's the score on the game. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to keep riding this over and over again so you can watch those TVs. Does this have an opening uh, time frame yet? It's opening this fall. Um, oh, good. Okay. It's coming up fast. We'll, we'll get to a little more details on that first, but there's also going to be... Uh, one of the food items I wanted to talk about that I finally remembered because I looked at the article I wrote about it, uh, crab scotch eggs. So crab know, scotch yeah. eggs. Interesting. We know on this podcast that we're a fan of scotch eggs. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yes, we are. How does that work? I guess they're going to crab, crab sausage? somewhere in it. Crab in the oh, if it was, sausage part of the scotch if, egg? If it was a crab cake surrounding an egg... Oh, that sounds good. That might be how it has to be. I uh, don't know how else it would work. That'd be wonderful. I would love it. Every bit of it. Um, but not just the 75 food items. Also over 100 different beers. Whoa. Uh, including, oh, yeah. as we kind of rumored that we heard, there is going to be an exclusive beer brewed specifically for NBC they, Sports Grill and Brew. I love that Universal does that stuff. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a it, cool And thing. it's good beer. Like it's, I love the Bud Light. Uh, the, the, uh, what am I talking Simpsons. about? Duff. Duff. Yeah, yeah, Duff. Duff. Well, uh it's that's good as well as the other um the wizarding world of harry potter beers as well it, it's just i think it's going to be a fantastic little ditty of a restaurant and it's going to pave the way for another sports related restaurant there because the next rumors that i think have actually been confirmed this morning that i just read about very recently uh nba city is going to be leaving us at Universal. Surprise, surprise. So we'll have to go do a food review of it before it's gone to just commemorate the fact that it will be gone forever. (laughs) We'll give it a eulogy. Yes. That's the perfect way. So uh, Disney kind of announced that they were partnering with the NBA kind of in their whole realm. So this will actually deal with TV rights, which I think is a lot of the reason why Disney wants to be a partner with them because they have ABC, they have ESPN, uh, you know, basketball is a very popular sport. Mm-hmm. So the more they can show it on their channels, the better their ratings are going to be. However, part of the agreement also comes into play that they are going to be opening up an NBA restaurant at Disney Springs, oh. which, A, I don't see how that would ever fit in. <laughs> but yeah, we're not, this isn't the Disney World yeah. podcast, so we're not going to get too much into it. Weird. But. On the fact that we're talking about Universal, it has never been popular from what I understand at Universal, especially now. What in the hell are they thinking? That they can't just look at what's already there, this vacant, dead yeah. space that, that no one really wants to go into. Weird statue out front that always makes me uncomfortable. More people <laughs> it are... It is, like, creepy. Yeah. I'm not sure why. It's not very good. Oh, it's awful. And more people are obsessed with the fact that they have that ball sitting out front that has, like, the hand sizes of some basketball Oh, yeah, yeah. It. More people care about that than the food in the actual restaurant itself. Uh, so... I'm not here to criticize Disney for this decision. Obviously, for a media standpoint in terms of broadcasting basketball games, great decision. But someone should have been sitting there, like, shaking his head no and telling someone, don't make that part of the deal. There probably was that one guy in the boardroom who was like, no, no. And then when they called him, he was like, (laughs) great idea. Good good, good call there. Uh, From what I'm hearing, uh, it will be closing around... August 31st, one of the reporters for the Orlando Sentinel uh, said that yesterday. And then, of course, as soon as that's closed, basically uh, NBC Sports Grill and Brew will be opening up right in conjunction with that closure. But that means then there will also be another vacant space in City Walk for another restaurant. But I don't know about any of the rumors with that. I'm happy with the restaurants that are there right now and this new NBC Sports Grill and Brew going in. So it can be anything. All will be revealed in its time. Yes. 
I'm it sure will. it'll have great theming, whatever it is, since that's their their whole thing now. Yeah, you know what? Tomato, 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 tomato. I'm gonna eat a tomato, 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 so, tomato. There. Fantastic. I don't think they'll actually have that in stock, but <laughs> if they were to have it, then it would definitely be something that you could get. Uh, before. So logical. <laughs> so we also talked about in that fantastic opening that I did myself that we were going to be talking about attendance figures, and we are going to be talking about attendance figures i promise i promise i promise but before we get to that i just wanted to uh i wanted to look at some of the new concept art for sapphire falls that just kind of appeared online they've had the uh ipw conference going on mm -hmm. in orlando here the past couple of days and talking about new additions that's where uh the wizarding world of harry potter hollywood was announced mm -hmm. which also big news because they were announcing that it would be in 3D like the one in Universal Studios Japan. And so it's just a matter of time. And Four from what I'm it. hearing from my sources, it's maybe even by the end of the summer, hmm. it will be going down for the 3D uh, That's a bummer. changeover. But that doesn't mean they they can still equip it for 3D. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be in 3D. They still, they can have it all set up and not turn the switch on to have it go 3D. Because a lot needs to go into it for ours. Because then they're going to have to find a place to do distribution for the glasses, where to clean all the glasses. Uh, I thought ours was originally, uh, like, it, it was in the concept to be in 3D. Like, I thought that was, when it opened, it was supposed to be 3D. And that's why it was a little, the screen was a little weird looking. And then it got adjusted. No, that's just with projectors. Oh, okay. And it such. No, it's it's never been set up to go 3D. Oh. It's the one in Japan and Hollywood now are being built specifically for 3D. And it will come to ours eventually, all in due time. Which that got me completely sidetracked. One of the other things they did apparently during this time is talk more about Sapphire Falls, the fifth resort coming to Universe Orlando. Mm -hmm. And they added some new concept art. For what it's going to look like and i'm it's got me really excited so uh it said caribbean feel which if i hear caribbean feel i would automatically think of like caribbean beach over at disney yeah mm -hmm. but it's the complete opposite it almost has essentially if you've ever been to alani the disney resort in hawaii it almost has that same kind of really cut down not as much wood obviously but it's very sleek looking and in the lobby it's got all these hanging ball lanterns this and, also reminds me of the royal pacific though as well yeah in many ways no it, it absolutely does it just the the lobby looks really clean really inviting a place that i think a lot of people just sit and hang out it's got the big window in the back that will probably overlook the, the lagoon area and uh i i'm it's got me pumped for that and also got me pumped is the bar oh that they released it's oh i've never been well, I have been to the Caribbean, uh, but I've never been to a bar that quite looked like this no. in the Caribbean. This looks much swankier, much nicer. A lot of, a lot of darkness, which is good for us ugly people out there. Uh, <laughs> so for those of you listening, you now know I uh, have a beard and I consider myself ugly. But also I have red hair. Yes. Third of the day. He's a ginge. I like to wear t-shirts. Okay. That's a it's, true statement. That is a true yes, statement. it is. Billy likes soda. And, so and is that Miss bar? Miss car is green. This Take it easy on the Pepsi what? floor. <laughs> is what that is bar uh, like right a hanger now? bar or something? Uh, I don't think it's a hanger bar. Well, it's got that circular ceiling and then it goes off at the end that makes me look like, it looks like a plane hanger. That's why I'm, I wasn't. What this looks like know. to me is if like a oh. really rich person moved to the Caribbean and said, I'm going to open up a bar with all my crazy money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because the local bars in the Caribbean are just, you know, they're like wood nailed they're together. Wooden, uh, wooden buildings on like the beach or whatever. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think Craig actually used a really perfectly accurate descriptive word when he called it sleek. It does look sleek. Everything, they, all the concept art. I I agree. It's, it's very sleek. I could, I could, and I will definitely see myself spending a lot of time oh. at that bar and that bar and that too, bar. and that lobby, <laughs> all those different places. For anyone who is uh, 
for anyone who's watching right now, obviously. And for those of you who are listening, uh, we've been showing concept art of all this stuff, and it will be available somewhere on the show notes page, which is disunplug.com. Find the universal uh, portion of that, which is very blue. You can't miss it. It says universal. Uh, I can I can only hope you so much in terms of that aspect. And then you'll also find all this stuff at uh, universal.wdwinfo.com. That's our website. Rhino, what do you have to chime <laughs> I'm in? I'm laughing because you touched my leg under the table. Oh. <laughs> it was an accident, but right. it made me giggle. Fantastic. I am so sorry. I apologize. You anyway. hope it was me. <laughs> could be could be a little person under the table. Well, now I'm terrified. So <laughs> you never know what's happening. Could so, be that clown from Hollywood Horror Nights. Oh, absolutely. God. It could be Jack. So I promised attendance reports. I think I did. Some interesting I remember now. stuff. And interesting you did. You did. statistics going on. So the TIA 2014 attendance reports were finally released. Uh, I don't know if people were actually like sitting on the edge of their seats waiting for it. I believe some people were. I wasn't one of them. I apologize. I like attendance reports. It lets me know how many people are going to the parks. But uh, you don't lose sleep over them. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't lose any sleep over it at all. So for those of you out there who did, I apologize. You need to start sleeping. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there was there was some big big ground made up by Universal, but at the same time there was also not a lot of big ground made up in that, uh, well, Islands of Adventure basically had a 0% change in attendance according to the TIA reports between 2013 and 2014. Uh, the TIA reports, just to say, they are done by the theme part or the themed entertainment association or whatever it's freaking stands for. I don't know. It's TIA. <laughs> TIA, TIA, TIA. TIA, it's amazing. And so this isn't the actual real numbers that like disney would compile or universal would compile they don't share that information necessarily with this this is numbers that they come up with their analyzing and, and all the computers and such computers so they reported that islands of adventure had a zero percent change uh with a stalemate at eight million one hundred forty one thousand guests being there in both 2013 and 2014. Hmm. Uh, unsurprising, Universal Studios uh, had a giant increase, 17% up. Not surprising uh, at all. Not surprising at all. Because, Diagon Alley. Yep, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, all Diagon Alley. needs to be said. Uh, also, uh, even Transformers opened up in mm -hmm. 2013, and as well as Springfield area. They've had mm -hmm. so much stuff opening mm -hmm. up. Despicable Me remains completely popular, especially mm -hmm. with kids and families. But what does that say? What does that say that you know you've got Diagon Alley opening up, and that's clearly one of the driving forces between the jump in attendance for Universal Studios Park? Why does that not, in some way, translate over to Islands? Here's what I think. Um, that people are already going to Islands of Adventure. I think it shows that Islands of Adventure was maybe like their anchor park, and now people are jumping over. Like, people were maybe just going for the one day to that one park, and now they're expanding their vacation to go to the other park. That's actually a little bit genius of you, Rhino. That's that's what I was... I had to meditate Makes on that sense. for a minute. But. I mean, people were already going there for, the, for Hogsmeade, and it would make sense that now they're getting on Hogwarts Express and hopping over to Universal Studios to see what the other half uh, is over there now. Yeah, I think we were thinking about it the other way around where we're like, everyone's yeah. going to Diagon Alley. Why aren't they going over this way? Where I think it's everyone's going to Hogsmeade and now they're hopping over the other way. Look they're at that little clever that clog sitting so. over on the other side of the table. But you would still expect a rise in attendance in general because... You know, a brand new section is opening up. So people who were still hesitating on like, oh, well, they have Harry Potter now at Islands of Adventure. Now all those new people that came in for the first time, obviously they experienced too. So it's strange that they didn't have that influx of more people at Islands of Adventure. But back to what I said originally, these aren't the precise actual numbers. So right. it, it could mm -hmm. be higher for all we know. It could be a lot higher. Um this is just the estimates that they gave us based on everything. But the important part to know is that uh, Universal's market share is now up to 22.6%. 
knocking Disney's down from 71.2% to a 70.9. Oh, when it drops under that C plus mark. You know, it's... It doesn't seem overly significant, but it's there's it's still a dig. Away. There's I'm, a dig there. That's millions yeah. of dollars, is what that is too, uh, right? Because like that a little percent, that's so many millions of people or thousands of people or whatever who are yeah. not spending money in your park now, and now they're eating at Universal. Now they're buying merchandise at Universal. Well, I think it's a natural thing to see this. Comcast has been very aggressive in their approach to their parks. What was the statement that they made about one? new attraction every year yeah. in their parks. That's a that's a big statement. And then they're coming out with new stuff all over the place. We just we talked about the Volcano Bay announcement just last week. Mm-hmm. That's a very aggressive statement that they're making with that park as well. It's going to change the way we look at water parks. I don't think anyone's come out of the gate saying stuff like that before. So, um, you know, I think they're just catching more attention. Even just in the people that we talk to in our small pool, we're hearing a lot more of taking a day out of my vacation that I normally spend all the time at Disney and I'm cutting it down a couple of days to head over to Universal to see what they have there. It's a shift. It absolutely is a shift. And the one thing that's important to know is that we, we've talked about it before, but Universal just isn't as big as some of the Disney parks, especially Mag- Magic Kingdom. That is just a giant park that can have so many people come in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Universal... I mean, I don't, I don't think they've really come close to hitting capacity, except for probably the major holidays this past year. Um, so they, they don't have that. They don't have that many people coming in like they do at Disney, especially during those big events. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But just in general, those parks can't handle the same amount as Disney. So the fact that they still come in below Disney isn't. That's not something to like freak out about and cry like they're never going to be as good. They are doing essentially as good as they should be doing. Well, they're going to keep even doing better, but they're doing as good as they can for the room and the amount of space mm-hmm. that they have in. And they're going to find ways to shove more people yeah. in those parks. They're mm-hmm. maximizing and they're give resources. Them, yeah, they're going to yeah. give them more attractions so that way they can keep saying, well, now we can have the ability to have more capacity in every way. And they're going to keep bringing in more people. I don't expect unless... You know, Hollywood Studios completely tanks even more than it is, or or Avatar Land is a complete bust. I would never expect to see the attendance jump up above a Disney park. I would love to see it. I don't think it will, but you know, it's not it's not a huge deal that they're below because they're they're on the rise, especially studios. And it's not seventeen percent. It's not a this versus that either in this case, really. I I think yeah. some people who are very Disney fans will be like, oh well, they'll never come. You know, Disney's. Disney's always going to be yeah, Disney. It's just definitely. that there's another player in the game that a is trying to player. make the name for the quality on Disney's level and well, it, ab- trying to exceed it. Yeah, That's and think all. about what I just said, though. I, I mean, we're not hearing from people that they're not going to Disney this yeah. year and they're going to Universal instead. Instead, what we're hearing is they're taking a day or two off that they normally would be at Disney right. and using that day or two to go to Universal. It's it's not like a either or. It's a rather than just the one, including the two. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, that's the attendance. Uh, I think we kind of covered everything that was important in it. Uh, It went on much longer than I thought, but hey, that's okay. Because we've got some super exciting things coming up right now. And that's, that's of course, shopping. I almost feel like we need to throw in a mid-show shuffle. But I have nothing to really shuffle about except for that. That's awful. The shoulder shimmy. Hey, it's caught on. It was contagious. It's caught on. It's no, I don't know who it caught on. Dustin is like Shaquille O'Neal in that yogurt commercial. I think he's just kind of like having tremors in the back. (laughs) He's seizing. So, shopping. shopping. We've heard, we've heard feedback in the past that people want to hear more about the shopping that happens at Universal. I know Rhino is obsessed with a lot of the shopping at Universal. The mob got me into it. No, I, I just, I think. I enjoy a, uh, I enjoy a stroll through a gift shop just as much as I enjoy an attraction. I, th- I think they can offer the same kind of like, like oh, that's cool, or I like how they did this, or uh, it's really cool that they offer this. I, I find it just as fun for me. Okay. No, you're, everyone's allowed their own opinion <laughs> whenever it comes to uh, life. Uh, and your opinion is valid, and mm-hmm. I acknowledge it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it is definitely an opinion. 
I can say that for certain. <laughs> and uh, Rhino, are you feeling validated right now? Mm-hmm. I think you're feeling confused. <laughs> but that's okay. It's all going to be okay. Shopping is still nonetheless important. And uh, truthfully, with the advent of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, shopping has become an actual popular thing to do at Universal. I mean, I've only known shopping since the Wizarding World, so I didn't know right. what it was like before. You bought things in stores? I was never there before the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Oh, I, I see only, what you meant. I was confused by your sentence where you were like, totally I've never like known these things of shops, shops before. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't shop that often. I used to weave and loom my own shirts. <laughs> I, was, I was a big window shopper, mostly. Okay. Let's say I want these things, and... Someone else would do and my shopping for me. It would just be delivered. I'm it so, would. I have this vision of Craig weaving in my brain. <laughs> this is you. Work in the loom. Yeah, shaving your sheep. Yeah, don't make those noises ever. Again. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, I do remember people can't see me. Yes. Um, anyway, go on then. So, shopping. It, it changed with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. All of a sudden, it brought higher-end merchandise, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. To Universal, uh, there there's always been kind of strange stores. Like a lot of the stuff, especially in Lost Continent, that has kind of goofy crap that I I just wonder. Like, and I know that okay, who's buying I, it? Specifically, I'm talking about like the do your family tree and show out your like family crest and all that stuff. I know they also do that for the Styrofoam sword. Yeah, or I was going to say Styrofoam sword and shield like they have yeah, at Epcot. Exactly. There's <laughs> this goofy crap out there that I don't understand who's buying it. Someone must be buying it or they wouldn't keep these shops open. But then all of a sudden you have Wizarding World of Harry Potter come along and all of a sudden you can buy robes and wands and broomsticks. Br well, the broomsticks Scuffs. have always been extremely cheap looking, well, and I've plastic. never agreed with them. But uh, yeah. that's that's neither here nor there. There Craig is wants a real lot. wood on his broom handle. Is that I, what you're saying? Yeah, if you're gonna spend all this money for everything else that's completely authentic, it, it doesn't fit in. Give yet. me an authentic broom. But I digress. <laughs> We are going to talk about 10 different unique shopping opportunities that we believe are unique, not necessarily unique to Universal. It might be stuff you can get other places, but these are kind of the shops that we think are places you should actually hit. If you're walking around Universal, you might see something cool that you didn't expect to see. And uh, we're going to jump right into it. Remember, this is in no specific order. This is just 10. Mm -hmm. Except number one's the best. Not top 10. <laughs> well, that is that is the exception. Number one, I think we could all agree <laughs> with that we would say this was the best shopping experience you will find at Universal Orlando, and that is Ollivander's, uh, located in both the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley, and Hogsmeade. So obviously the Hogsmeade one is the original one. Mm -hmm. It opened up as uh, a small experience where there was one one Ollivanders you could walk into and there was the wand demonstration show that would happen with an Ollivander's uh Ollivander shopkeeper and he would help one Witcher wizard pick out their wand in the room. And or sometimes multiples. I've seen it. And then they'd have the opportunity to buy the wand that chose them and then everyone else gets led into a room right after where they have the choice to buy more wands in either uh, in either the uh, outpost or all the other shop areas that are right in there in Hogsmeade. And then finally, Diagon Alley opens up and the original Ollivanders is finally open. So they still have the one in Hogsmeade that you could go to, the original one there. But that's always just been the joint location. This is the... The second branch. Yeah, the second branch. This is the original branch. This is the first one that you would find anywhere in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter timeline. And uh, this one has a lot more shops you can go into with more with more wand keepers that can help young witches and wizards and sometimes older ones if there's just no young kids in the crowd. This is the one shop it. that people will stand in line to get into the shop. And it's because it's not just shopping, as you said. It's an attraction in some ways yep. because of the show. It's an experience. It's totally cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's one of those situations. If Whenever you come in, it's not so bad anymore because of uh, having the two different shops. Right. That's a lot. But whenever the Wizarding World of Harry Potter first opened up, 
the line for Ollivanders was getting to be the same length as that for Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, people were passing out in the hot sun because yeah. there was no shade, shade for them yeah. to stand in. It was an awful experience. And now that they have both of the two locations in both parks, uh, it's really cut down the wait times for it, which is great. But right. uh, Well, yeah. what I think is interesting about this is that you know, people are still waiting in those lines. And it, going back to what we're saying, it's not really about the merchandise because they have the kiosks that sell the same wands outside the store. Like if you're wanting to just buy the wand, you don't have to go into the store to actually get it. But people want the experience of being in this store. Oh, yeah. No, I I have never been chosen to get my wand. And I've had the opportunity to. And I kind of said no. The wand oh, chooses the wizard. Well, I said I already have my. I I was with Kylie, and there was only four of us in the room. So it was kind of two creepy-looking dudes, and then her and I. And so he looked. Well, no, he looked at the wand keeper. Looked at both of us and asked her if she ever had a wand yet, and she's like, no. And (laughs) and they asked me, and I said, oh no, I already have it. I didn't realize that they were gonna do a. A dual show. Okay, so let me get so. this straight. They they looked at two creepy looking dudes. Yeah. They saw the big oaf here, and then they saw cute little princess girl here. Hmm, I'm gonna approach her first. Get the, <laughs> yeah. get the oaf out of the way. But they really wanted they. It was supposed to be both of us together doing uh-huh. it, and just completely blew it. So, uh, that was my fault. But it's definitely one of those experiences that I absolutely want to be chosen for one day on my own accords. Not because I'm with someone better looking and then two creepy dudes <laughs> in a room. And I'm sorry if either no, of you I'm... creepers actually watch or listen to this. Uh, if you remember me from that experience, you're not creepy. You're you're beautiful. You're just your as way. you were made. Uh, <laughs> Ollivanders yeah. can't say enough good things about it. It's definitely the best. I'm trying to, trying to wheel this in. Um, so let's jump into another really cute shop. I think JL... We'll have a lot to say about this shop. Unless she's never been in, then she won't. But Rhino and I kind of uh, came to accords on this one. All the books you can read. Mm-hmm. So it's one of the shops in Seuss Landing. Uh, there, there's a lot of shopping in Seuss Landing from the cats and hats and other things to all the books you can read. And uh, personally, I think this is my favorite store in all of Seuss Landing. Uh, it's really well themed inside. It's got a nice array of Cat in the Hat merchandise to... Uh, I like the Grinch stuff. To the Grinch stuff. So it's got all the same things you would find in other stores, except then it also has a lot of the books. And by a lot of the books, I'm pretty sure it has all of the books. I had to go there ever want. to uh, buy a book for Christmas for my nephew. We were trying to get him like the... I think I got the Butter Battle there, maybe? Uh, one or two, Eli had to go and get it. Um, yeah, I have, I have, I own a shirt from this store. There's quite a few things I like. Yeah, and it, I, I guess one of the things we should have mentioned at the top of this, whenever we were talking, we're not really going to go into like the Universal Studios stores, the one in City Walk, or the one in Universal Studios Florida, or the, the big port of entry shop when you first come in. I think Provisions is the name that it's essentially the Universal Studios store of Islands of Adventure 2 because that of course those stores are great they have a little bit of everything that you find from all around the parks these ones are where you might find a little more unique objects from their particular uh, like the fans and yeah yeah. exactly and uh, so that's I just feel like where Cat in the Hat is so heavy on thing one thing two thing three thing four merchandise Mm -hmm. I mean and still walking around Universal that's one of the most popular shirts you will ever see there. People oh, yeah. go crazy over that. I'm, I've you actually, have it with your family. I actually yep. found one that I really want. It's what? uh the, it's got the the things on it, but then the saying on the shirt says "Mother of all things." Yeah, yeah. well, that's I, what I, they do I want for, that one. That's what they do for big families. They have the mother of all things, the father of all things, the grandfather, grandmother, and then all the kids can wear the number ones. Yeah. So that way you don't run out of numbers. I have seen one teacher of all things, yeah. and it's it's just a cute, it's a cute yeah. uh, gimmick they got going there. And. I mean, yeah, I, you can find that too in all the books you can read. But mainly for me, it's the books. It's there's some Dr. Like, Seuss books that yeah. I didn't even know about that are in there. But it's nice uh, that the reference material is right there to be purchased too, and not in like, uh, um, like oh, here's the DVD. Like 
it's it's nice that they have the books like for little kids you know if how the like, stories all originated yeah exactly like when my nephews come like that will definitely be stopping in there and i'll probably be like pick out each pick out a book you know it's a nice that's a nice takeaway and you can say you got that in like seuss landing you yeah. know like the actual place that's cute that's adorable so. our number three shop we are talking about is personally one of my favorites it's the quickie mart mm-hmm. in springfield and world expo area uh the quickie mart is the outside of the store is yeah it's the quickie mart from the simpsons uh and then once you get inside you would think that there might be food and other stuff in there since that's kind of what there's not is yeah there's not (laughs) uh it's just all merchandise simpson merchandise and uh it's got real cool merchandise in there Real cool. They have some unique Real stuff. Cool. Real shoes. Cool. I they like the shoes. shoes. The Simpson shoes yeah. I really like. They sell Simpson shoes. They Simpson shoes. It's going to get through real quick. And one of my favorite things that they also have in there that they just started carrying, but I can't get a good one because mm-hmm. the boxes is always broken. Tries every time. But they have action figures that are the celebrities that have been on The Simpsons. And there's oh, a wow. Tom Hanks one <laughs> from his role in The Simpsons movie. And I just want it so bad. Yeah, but all the boxes have been like manhandled and yeah. destroyed. For or some the reason. action figure itself has something like painted. The paint was wrong or chipped and just it's awful. But I have some pink Maggie PJs that I want. I want the squishy cup. I think that's cool. I don't know. I, I think that's cool. But also, I had to go back in there to get um, a keychain for a friend of mine, the Bort license plate, yeah. as you'll remember from the episode when they go to the to the Krusty Land, which yep. is so funny. Like, who's ever named Bort? Come along, Bort. <laughs> Were you talking to me? My son is also named Bort. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, it, it's got something for everyone in that store if they like The Simpsons. And a lot of it you can find in the other stores around the park. But I don't know. It's, it's cool to be like, cool. I got this in the Quickie Mart. Yeah. You know, yeah, like that that's part of the experience. I like it. I love Simpsons merchandise. Uh jumping back into the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, uh, we're gonna go next with the Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. Uh one of the other shops in Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley. This is the shop owned by Fred and George Weasley, uh, that they started after they dropped out of school essentially. One of Just, the things with all of the with all of the shops that are Harry Potter themed they're all very unique shopping experiences. This is one of them. Yeah. Oh, this is this is one of them for sure. And I would actually have been tempted to put the predecessor of joke shops into this list if it was still around. Back in uh, Hogsmeade, they used to have Zonkos. Mm-hmm. And although I never bought anything in there, I always thought it was a really cool store to be in. It yeah. was my favorite mm-hmm. one to actually be in inside Hogsmeade. Uh but then whenever Diagon Alley was opening up, they thought Weasley's Wizard Weezes would be more popular. A lot of the merchandise sold in Zonko's is stuff that would be sold right. at Wizard Weezes. It's standard fare for the joke. Exactly. So Wizard. that's why the jovial. that had to go away to open up for that expanded Honey Dukes. And then we've got this store. And this store is just an absolute gem from the little joking things that they have inside mm-hmm. uh, to some of the great stuff. My favorite candy in there you know poo uh <laughs> you know it's it's got a funny name and is that a modium it's essentially well it's <laughs> it's, it's just green m&ms but it's colored green emodium <laughs> I, I love the jar the jar sitting on my desk holding stuff i yeah the the, the all the packages for yeah. all the stuff in there is very authentic to what it would be yeah. in that realm which i really appreciate yeah. that it's a lot of the candy glass jars are really awesome yeah the only thing i could say about this store is i just wish it was so much larger because yeah. in the yes. movie crammed in the movie you know it is a big large store and multiple uh levels, multiple yeah. levels and they do try to do that same effect they, there yeah even, they give you the illusion of multiple levels but you can't but walk up there right? no, yeah, no it's not actually accessible Two minutes only. Like in the in the movies, you see fireworks going off inside the store too, and so if you look all the way up to the high ceiling, you'll see fireworks going off as well. And, and the uh, Umbridge doll. Yeah, they yeah. have she they have her. a very <laughs> fancy version of the Umbridge on a unicycle that you can buy the oh, cheaper. Oh, you know you could buy it. Oh yeah, you can buy a cheaper version of it. Oh, it's cool. not the nice fancy one that they actually have in the store, but uh, this shop just it, it's got everything. It's got the um, 
oh my gosh, why can't I think of the names of them the, anymore? The little furry pink and uh, oh, purple. Oh, yeah, um, uh, the pygmy puffs. Yeah, the pygmy puffs, which uh, they do the whole naming ceremony for it, too. So if you buy a pink or purple pygmy puff and then take it to the register, they'll... They'll ask you what you're going to name it, and then once you give it the name, they'll they'll make a big announcement that this is your new Pygmy Puff. And just such a cool store. Go in there whenever not a lot of people are in there, and it'll be a much better experience. But, you know, even whenever it's jam-packed and you're just breathe. pushing people. Just breathe. That's yeah. And I, walk through. Anytime you're in a busy store at Universal, the best advice I can give you is... Find the pressure points on the back of the neck where you can either punch them <laughs> or push and just watch people fall over. Uh, Mr. Miyagi style. Security can't trace you, and most likely they'll they'll pop back up real quickly. So keep that in mind. Moving on, number five on this list of not ordered top tens, we have uh, the Film Vault. Uh, one of yes, the yeah. newer stores to open up at Universal Orlando. And uh, this took the old spot of the Delancey Street Preview Center. And it's called the Film Vault because, well, it specializes in motion merchandise. Movie merchandise. I was just going to read the sign and say motion picture memorabilia. It, <laughs> it standardizes in motion picture memorabilia. Oh, cool. Cool. Uh, <laughs> just I want into to the buy Californians. I want to buy everything. So, uh, <laughs> so if you want to buy everything that's related to movie stuff, uh, this is the place to go. However, it's not just all movie stuff. Uh, specifically, this is where you're going to find uh, a lot of the more classic movies that you think about when you uh, hear Universal. Right now, they did add a bunch of Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World merchandise yeah. in for the opening of the movie, including There's a t-shirts. Shirt I really and, want in there, and the new the, uh, the new dinosaur toy. Yep. They've got a lot of those toys right in the front. But uh, beyond that, I love this store because they have classic monster stuff, mm-hmm. which you can never Drag get enough. Up. Universal classic monsters, in oh, my yeah. opinion. I mean, yeah. that's why the studio really got a big high going is from uh, uh. From these classic Oh my god, we should each get one of those shirts and wear them when we go to Halloween Horror Nights. Sorry, I get really... I already (laughs) have like two of those shirts. You can be the wolf man. You can be Bride of Frankenstein. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it is a lady shirt, but I think it would really fit your cut well. Excuse you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, it's also got that. And then other classic things like Back to the Future. I know the, you love the lunchbox. The There's a lunchbox in there. I don't know if you can see it in this picture. You okay. It's on it's the um the comic book that uh the kid holds up when he rushes out to the barn when Marty crashes the yeah. DeLorean into the barn and he like, you know, holds it up and then pulls it down and Marty comes out in the yellow spacesuit. Oh, what is it called? It's like Spaceman from something. Yeah, something like that. But the, the lunchbox, the back half of it is the cover of that yeah. um, comic book. And then the other side is like the DeLorean. It's yeah. really cool. And they've got a lot of movie posters in the store as well. And even go to, they have merchandise from Animal House and yeah. uh, Bates Motel. They have a lot Jaws of in stuff. There. Yeah. And anything you can really think of that you would qualify as a classic universal film you're gonna find stuff in yeah. there for it graffiti junction i was there's quite a few graffiti junction shirts in there uh, no that is a hamburger you mean american chain graffiti? in orlando american graffiti is what I i'm sorry <laughs> should have kept saying man i'm hungry <laughs> um, but yeah american graffiti sorry so graffiti if you want a hamburger junction. with rhino you know where to find them <laughs> graffiti junction now open in dr phillips that's where i'll be right off of turkey lake road uh very close to Universal Orlando as well. Yes. So moving on from the film vault in the New York section of Universal Studios Florida, we're going to jump back over into Islands of Adventure for our sixth shop that we're going to talk about. Uh, and it is the Port of Entry Christmas shop. Uh, they do they do have a Christmas shop in, in the New York section of Universal Studios as well. That just opened up this past year. I don't like it as much. It's in a very small, tight area. It's not as wide and expansive as the one that it's, is it's in Islands hidden. of Adventure. Like it's just kind of like in a weird. It's like on the corner of the building, but in the center of an area where there's not really anything. Like I, I don't pops up. I don't agree with that. It's it's definitely out in the open, and it's got resaw on the outside of the store. I just <laughs> prefer this one. I think it it is a perfect little fit in Port of Entry because if you've ever been 
to a port of entry from getting off of a cruise, you're always going to see that one kind of rinky dink shop that's selling Christmas ornaments year round and other crap. Painted seashells. But this one is not rinky dink. You go in and it's rather impressive. Last time I was in, it was very Grinch heavy. Oh yeah. It always, it's got that, it's got that Grinch. uh, Yeah. With, you know, bright green Grinch colors. And I, I really liked it though. It's such a like cool, Almost retro feel to it in some ways, probably because of the R- Grinch merchandise, I guess. But oh, yeah, no, like a 60s style Christmas. Well, thing. they've yeah. even got Betty Boop ornaments. Heavy, and... heavy on tinsel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I love this store. I think, I think it has the most merchandise that you can find in terms of Christmas merchandise. Not only the, yeah, it's got a lot of the same stuff that the other store does. Practically everything is the same. However, it's more wide open. There's more room, so they can keep more stuff in stock. And it's just a much better shopping experience than than the other one. So I, I highly recommend. Because you know what? Christmas is always coming up right around the corner. Christmas in July. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. It's always coming up. You can always buy a head I'm going to tell you a fun fun fact here real quick. Oh, I currently still have a um, Grinch wreath hanging in my house. And it was created by buying uh, 12 or something like that of the ornaments from that store. Oh. And the Dr. Seuss, also the one we talked about earlier. But, yeah, fun fact. Well, and you also wear your Grinch shirt year-round, too. It says green is the new black, and it's the Grinch, just because... And he hates Christmas. That's the one month of the year I don't wear it. <laughs> well, take that, <laughs> Craig Williams. Good to know. So Anyway. For any of Rhino's other synch- audio, it, idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncrasies. Thank you audio very much. Audio animatronic idiosyncrasies. Audio Follow him on Tumblr. Yeah. You'll find out how much of a freak he really is. He really will. And you know what else is freaky? Our number seven shop. <laughs> not so much freaky. Uh, I love that segue. It's super silly stuff, actually. Not really freaky at all. But over in, as soon as you exit uh, the Despicable Me Minion Mayhem attraction, you'll just pop right into super silly stuff over in Universal Studios, Florida. Super silly stuff. What would you expect to get? Well, minions. very serious, minions. very heartbreaking things. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of... Uh, a lot of crying puppy merchandise <laughs> and just really sadness yeah. encapsulated yeah. in anything. Uh, you're going to find minion stuff every two inches. I don't even know if there's anything in this store that isn't minions besides the uh, unicorn. The I classic was just going to say so fluffy. So fluffy. We're going to die. Yeah. Uh, but minions are obviously super popular to the point that they made two Despicable Me movies and... They made a Minion yeah. spinoff that's coming out this year as well. Uh, people just go crazy. I, yeah, I wanted to say banana. Bad word. People go bananas <laughs> over <laughs> over the Minion merchandise. Minions love and, bananas for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, way way to just paint the picture. <laughs> well, Dustin looked confused back there. I don't know. Uh, no, he's just shaking his head at you. <laughs> Dustin like always, always looks that way. Yeah, uh, try my best. It's it's obviously the go to place. You'll find Minion stuff every five inches uh, in Universal Orlando. I mean, they, they try to whore this merchandise out as much as they can. But <laughs> That just happened. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a word. It gets you. It's not just a negative word. It's, it means lots of things. Anyway, uh, go on. Super silly stuff. <laughs> Check it out if you want minion stuff. Uh, moving on to our number seven store, I believe. If I no, you still, just said number seven. Number, seven number eight. Yeah, okay. Moving on to our number eight store because I don't have it listed out with numbers and I'm too busy to count it right now. Uh, Cyber Image, which is the shop that you will exit into if you leave Terminator or uh, the horror makeup show. It's it's not really marked well, but it is in the five and dime store in Hollywood. So if you're walking around the street, if you see five and dime, then you will find Cyber Image right in below. And uh, what does Cyber Image have? Well, this is the pop culture store of both parks i would say i mean it's got i like it quite a bit it's got stuff from everything it has star wars merchandise it has doctor who merchandise it has superhero merchandise walking dead it's a lot of walking dead stuff. Yeah, a lot of walking dead stuff obviously terminator merchandise because it is the the terminator store and wow. even to the point that i think one of the cooler things you walk into some of the stores and you're used to seeing props and stuff so they do have some of the costumes actually uh worn in either terminator 2 or in the tapings for 
uh, Terminator 2 3D. I'm not sure which ones it is. I've never. Those are from the um, from the show. From the show, still. Yeah. I mean, that's cool to see. Be able to see them. I like. Well, the, it, Arnold Schwarzenegger was actually wore that, so it's just as relevant as the other one. Like, exactly from the movie, if so. not more relevant, because you just got done watching that movie, and yeah. there it is, bam, right in your face. Uh, but it's just got. It's got everything pop culture nerd related in there, and it's got a lot of it. Doctor Who. Stuff. I love the Doctor Who stuff. I know you love. You basically would just live in this store. I really would. The, I like. There's there's things I have like air marks that I'm like I gotta go back and get this thing. I know. Yeah, I think I could see you living in there where you just put on a different T-shirt every day <laughs> yeah. and wear my fizz around. I mean, I don't know what you would do about pants, but. I I'd get some T-shirts and sew up some pant legs. Okay, I'm creative like this. I've thought it out. Find a sewing kit. Again, follow him on Tumblr. Follow him on Tumblr to learn how to sew T-shirts into pants. My absatch has a sewing kit in it. (laughs) Fantastic. To make absatches. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It always comes back to absatch. Always comes back. Is that where you keep your kielbasa? Should have brought it. You know, mm, I love kielbasa. God, I love kielbasa. Number nine. (laughs) A very. a very small store, one that a lot of people walk past. Uh, it just barely squeaked onto this list. That's why it's been buried so down far at the bottom. But comics over in the Marvel Superhero Island section of Islands of Adventure. So what does comics have in it? Well, it's it's right in the title. It's got comics, a lot of comics, uh, a lot of new comics that just came out mixed in with some older comics, ones they're trying to just give away to anyone who walks by. And then just Marvel merchandise in general. But what makes this store unique is, for me, is a lot of like the action figures they have behind the display cases. Not like action figures you're going to go around and play with, but actual statues. and mm-hmm. Marquees. And... We know nerds love statues. Uh, it's just given. <laughs> they even have... For musicians and like figurines, you mean? Yes, figurines. Thank you. Statuettes. <laughs> Statuettes, figurines, all this stuff, and uh, just some really cool props and yes, busts and other all figures, guitars, all, all kinds of collectibles. Oh yeah, the, the guitars are incredible uh, that they have in there too. That just they're Marvel guitars. Um, so if you're a musician nerd, then you're gonna absolutely love it. It's a store that I think a lot of people walk by, but if you have anyone in your family that's a comic book fan or Marvel fan in general, you'd probably be able to find something in this Some specific cool store. Yeah. yeah. Cool knick-knack, wallets, bags. Patty wax. Absatches. Abs- no absatches. No. I don't remember no. seeing any absatches. They need to in there. fix that. We did see an absatch somewhere recently, and you guys pointed it out to me. I don't remember. Yeah. It was terrible, though. It was huge, and it was motherly. Okay. <laughs> so, steer clear of those motherly absatches. Couldn't say better myself. Uh, our final store, the tenth, definitely not the least. Nail biter. Maybe even the second best. Maybe the third best. I don't know where it would fall out on the list. It's high up on the list. Inside, no surprise, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Diagon Alley, the store for dark oh, wizards yeah. and witches, Borgen and Burks. I love Magic. this store so much. It's actually the only store that I have actually purchased something out of Universal Studios from. My Bella Latrix. Bella, nope, I didn't uh, say Bella that. Bellatrix. <laughs> that didn't come out right. Those are like one light word. bulbs. Bellatrix. That you buy. Try that again. Bella Bellatrix Lestrange shirt. Yes. The one I that I purchased for you and still haven't got paid <gasps> back for it. Oh my God. Dun, dun, Do dun. I have my money with me? I'm going to point we out need to worry about it real right quick now. here. You can get men's V-necks in this store. Yes. <laughs> Dark magic. I also almost broke my leg in the store the day it opened. It was a very painful experience. Yeah. Let's talk about the fun disappearing cabinet in there. <gasps> well, that is the in food. there. We just talked about props in relation to cyber image. They have one of the vanishing cabinets in there. I love it. You got a little bird fluttering around in there. Well, we don't know if it's an actual bird, but they do have the noise of a bird being in there. <laughs> I hope it's not an actual bird. It didn't work out so great for Draco. You got to make sure you hold the handle too, because when the bird, fl- you can hear, you can feel the handle has like a vibration, and it. it's really cool. No, oh, it, it's so cool that they actually have the prop in there, just like it would be in the actual store in the uh, in the Wizarding World or bah, in the Harry Potter films. Yeah. Also, have big hairy fuzzy spiders for sale. 
Yeah, they, I not mean, real it's ones. Got, it's got everything dark that you would want. A lot of skulls, a lot of <laughs> a lot of stuff that a, a biker could walk in, and I think they would start they have, to uh, tear up, saying, "This was meant for me." Bellatrix's uh, knife that she murders Dobby with. Is <gasps> Well, and they've Oops, got spoiler. The, alert. Oh god, they've got the dark wizard masks <laughs> in there too. Trying to dark. trying to pull it back in now because you just ruined a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, and and also they they just have all these little hidden effects around. Like you've already mm-hmm. mentioned the one with the vanishing cabinet, and then they have the hand that will oh, come yeah. down at you. And I I just can't say enough good things about it. It's dark in there. I mean, it's this, it's dark in the alley. This yeah, is Nocturne Alley. Yeah, it's not a bright happy place. This is dark stuff. So you would expect it to be dark. It is dark, and it is one of the best shops you could go into at Universal Orlando, like all ten of them. I mean, I'd say we could probably we. It would have been really hard to narrow this list down to the five essential ones because, I mean, obviously Ollivander's, Weasley's, Wizard Wheezes, and Borgen and Burks would have to make it in there, and that just doesn't leave room for a that's lot all, of the other. That's ones. Harry Potter heavy. Yeah, I mean. It's, I buy something in every one of those stores that we just there's yeah. there actually is something in every one of those stores that I think I want. Right and there now. are still so many good stores out there. Magical Menagerie also in I'm in the uh, menagerie. And just there are so many cool stores around Universal Orlando. And yeah, you might think, what what in the world would I buy there whenever I'm coming? Do I do I really need another Shrek keychain in my collection? Yes. <laughs> No, you don't. No, I donkey. have a question. Yeah. This is sort of random, I guess. Okay. But in Magical Menagerie, why do they have that extra room of weirdness with nothing in it except for, like... What's the Magical Menagerie? Um, do you know what I'm... There's, like, that big gray room of nothingness next door. I don't know what, what you're talking about. What store is the Magical about. Menagerie? It magical Menagerie is the one with the animals. In it. Oh. You mean just right to the left? You're talking about the hallway? Yeah, that's, that's an overflow queue. So that way, if it's the store was too to busy, talk. then you would be queued out there to wait to get into oh, the store. I... And then it also has the snake speaking parcel tongue in the window. Yeah, you got to go yes, stand in yes. front of them. Yeah. Okay. Whispers. All right. I just was wondering. I There was no queue when I was in. I was yep. just like, why am I standing in this big room of nothingness? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, it, all of Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley was tried to be built <sighs> to include... Uh, no outdoor queue portions. I see. For the most part. Uh, obviously, that, sometimes there is, but like we talked about with Ollivanders, they watch people suffering out in the sun day after day after day, and they wanted to change it. So with Diagon Alley, they tried to design as many uh, interior queues as they could. Okay. Obviously, some crappy things happened, like with the, uh, the ice cream shop. They didn't expect it to be this popular, and now they have out a the hard time controlling day. it every day. But yes. Well, thank you for explaining that to me. I've lost some nights of sleep over that one. Well, I'm sorry you did that. You yeah. should have just asked me no ahead more. of time. I, I should have. I'll it's know better shame. next time. We'll oh, move well, forward. We will move forward. And by moving forward, we're going to be wrapping this up. So I'll just finish up with the normal that I always do. Uh, make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter for all those important things happening, as well as YouTube. Make sure you're descri- describing. Don't describe. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> Uh, as well as on iTunes as well. Subscribe to our feed and all the other Diz Unplugged shows that you can find on there. They're all pretty fantastic, in my opinion, but sometimes that doesn't mean as much as others. And make sure you're leaving comments and feedback on all that stuff and liking our videos and Mm -hmm. just anything, any piece of feedback you can give to us would be fantastic. It only helps us get better and better and better. And, of course, if you want to contact us, go to DizUnplugged.com slash contact and that's where you'll find our email address that you can get in touch for the universal podcast as well as all of our personal emails except for rhinos i think still and that doesn't matter but no one wants to talk to you find Nobody you on tumblr to to me. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> you're obsessed with my tumblr today i don't know it's you recently looked at my tumblr or something is that what's hey, happening i didn't just recently look at it some i saw something about tumblr i don't know okay it's just stuck in my head right now and uh yep so that's all i got in terms of that and i decided that i think i'm going to start ending the show each week by saying you know if you've been driving on i4 you see the billboards that say like family is universal and and courage courage is universal laughter is universal laughter is universal i think i'm going to start ending each podcast by saying something is universal so we need to come up with a random word 
Shopping is universal. Is it going to be like associated with the theme of our episode every week? Siri. I don't think you have to address her. Him, whatever yours is. I'm I'm trying to address them. Siri, pick a random word. I'm sorry. Okay. So uncooperative. (laughs) So uncooperative today. So that is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. That's going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged (laughs) Universal Edition. We will be back next week with a pre-recorded show. And remember, sorry is universal. 